Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. Now this morning is a special Sunday, and I'm going to try to keep this really short because I do know we have some kids' church in here, and um, also we want to get to doing the baptisms uh, this morning. But this morning is Baptism Sunday, and I really want to share just for a few minutes about the importance of baptism. Amen? I believe baptism is a significant and important thing that we should do. You know, Jesus got baptized. I think that we ought to get baptized. Amen? Like, if Jesus did it, it ought to be pretty important, right? So, But first, what I want to talk to you about first is this, that first of all, you were bought by the blood of Jesus. Amen. How many thankful you're bought by the blood of Jesus? If you need a message title for today, it's going to be bought by the blood washed in water. Bought by blood and washed in water. I'm thankful that we serve a, a Savior that bled and died and rose in victory. We talked about that obviously last week because uh, it was Easter Sunday. And we were bought by the blood of Jesus. I'm going to read the scripture to you real quickly. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 7 is what we're going to read. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. It says, In him we have, somebody say, redemption. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. In him we have redemption through his blood. What does the word redemption mean? Anybody ever had a coupon before? Maybe it was your birthday and Starbucks sent you a free coffee in the app. Anybody? Or maybe you, anybody got the Chick-fil-A app in here? Anybody red members? Yes. Yeah, elite status, y'all. Uh-huh. That means you spent too much at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> You're basically a stockholder now, but you actually don't hold a stock. You just spent enough to hold a stock. <laughs> you got a free chicken sandwich? Bless God. I'm messing with y'all because Chick-fil-A ain't open on Sunday. Some of y'all, that fried, the Lord's fried chickens is really good right now, Pastor. <laughs> got a free chicken biscuit on there. I could have gone for that this morning. And what you do is you take that redemption, right? It, it actually says, redeem now, right? Anybody seen the little coupon code? And it, like like the, the manager of the Crestview uh, Chick-fil-A sends you a redemption coupon. And it says, redeem now. And you click that redeem now. And whenever you redeem it, then what happens? You take it and you go and get that right there, right? So Jesus says, uh, uh, God says, hey, these people are property of Satan based off of what happened in the garden and the fall of man. And now I'm going to send my son Jesus out of my loving kindness. God did not kill Jesus. God sent Jesus out of his loving kindness for humanity and mankind. Amen. So God sends his son Jesus out of loving kindness. And then from that loving kindness, he redeems us, which means he buys us back. He purchases us with a cost, listen, that we don't have to pay. You should have paid, but he said, I love 
them so much. I will send Jesus as the redeemer and the redemption code to buy them back from Satan. And yes, the price was high, but Jesus didn't mind paying the price for you. The next time you think that you're worthless and that you're nothing but the piece of gum on the bottom of of a shoe that also dragged through some dog poop, listen to me. Jesus doesn't think that about you. Jesus looked at you and said, I love them so much that I will pay the highest price for them to buy them out and to buy them back from hell's grasp. So Jesus did that through the redemption of his blood. Jesus didn't just buy you, though. He then gives to you. Romans 6.23 says this. Romans 6.23, you can write it down. For the wages of sin is death. And we often end there. The wages of sin is death because we like to use that scripture to condemn people. You ever been? You know what I'm talking about. The wages of sin is death. Yeah, but the scripture doesn't stop there. Like we like to give the doom and gloom gospel. You're all going to hell in a handbasket. Deliver straight to, to hell's front porch because the wages of sin is death. Yes, but the scripture goes on and gives good news. But the free gift, somebody say free gift. It says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm giving you a very elementary message this morning, but some of us need reminders of the elementary. This is an elementary message about baptism and and Jesus loving you and and his blood washing you clean. But listen, Jesus does this. So, So God sends his son Jesus to redeem. Then Jesus says, hey, out of my redemptive power, I've got giving power. And so now he gives us the free gift of eternal life. How many like a free gift in this room? How many like something that's free? F-R-E-E, okay, yeah. That spells free. What was that that old jingle, man? uh, F-R-E-E something something that spells something something dot com, baby. Anybody remember that? What was it? creditreport.com baby yes nick in with the clutch y'all know y'all remember that commercial yeah <laughs> oh lord let's have fun this morning see it's, it's family service okay we're gonna have real family service we got kids in here so we're gonna be fun today uh, uh so so we all like something free everybody says you know you guys matter of fact the closest thing i ever got to free as far as when i was shopping or something i one time got a shirt for 25 cents button down shirt nice for church 25 cents i said uh yes thank you very much kingdom pricing bless god amen we all like a free gift like when someone just gives you something you don't have to pay anything for it you know today people are getting baptized and guess what we give them a free gift like if they get a free t-shirt like okay i'll take it that's free and so like nobody goes "Mm, you want to give me a baptism shirt Uh, i don't like free gifts i'd rather pay (laughs) Like, right? Nobody would rather pay for a gift. You want a free gift. It's, it's great. That's what makes it a gift is the fact that it was free. And so God sends his son Jesus. Jesus sheds his blood, redeems us, and then gives us the free gift of God, which is eternal life. Scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that what? We may become or be called the righteousness of 
God. Listen to me. Jesus became your sin so you can be righteous. Righteousness is not bought by something that you do. Righteousness was a free gift given to you by Jesus. You cannot earn righteousness. It's like filthy rags. You can't, you, you can't do self-righteous things and things that just try to, to buy righteousness. Righteousness has already been bought. And what it is is whenever you are in right standing with God. I'm not saying you're in perfection. Because then we get into this argument where people want to go, yeah, but the only way to be righteous is that you have no sin in your life and you haven't done, you're not doing anything sinful. Well, show me the person. None of us are righteous then. There's not a single one of us that can be righteous. The best pastor and preacher in the world and the most honorable person that you could think of, whether they're saved or not saved, they couldn't even be righteous. Because you can't earn it. You can't do things to go, oh, this puts, oh, Jesus, now, now I'm righteous. No. Whenever you repent, believe, and confess, you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You become the righteousness. Now, we do need to walk out our righteousness and our salvation. That does not give you a, 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 a coupon to just sin whenever you want and everything's just okay. It doesn't matter. I'm still, I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I cheated on my wife. I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, I'm doing this, but I, now I'm going to do this and I'm in really, really deep sin and I'm the righteous. Listen to me. Listen, there still needs to be a repentance. We'll talk about that in a second. There still always needs to be repentance. Real righteousness is seen through repentance because you have to, it's, it's, a, it's a continual thing where you're going, whenever I do mess up, I want to stay in right standing so I repent from my ways. I turn and go the opposite opposite way that is really walking out in righteousness you're already made righteous but now i'm going to walk out in righteousness through repentance amen y'all with me make sense some of y'all now step number one in your relationship with the lord is that you believe you you, you believe i mean you repent you believe you confess now we're going to step two and this is where we're talking about baptism I believe if you've been saved, you should be water baptized. Now, I'm not saying that you are not saved if you have not been water baptized. Because there's been people that have taken a scripture way out of context. Uh, and and they, they go off on this thing. That's all over the place. But we could talk a lot about that this morning. But, but they take one scripture out of context that talks about being birthed out of water and the spirit. But the, anybody ever given birth in this room before? What happens before you give birth? The water breaks. Men, if you raised your hand, that's weird. I don't know, some of y'all, we won't go there this morning. Some of y'all been in the bathroom a long time and you think you are. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. She said, I didn't get that. Uh, where was I? Yes. The water breaks. And then the baby birth out of water and then there's new birth of the spirit okay that's what that scripture is talking about it's not meaning you have to be you have to be baptized or you're not saved however we do believe here high praise that it is important to be baptized and it's something that you should do now the flip side of it is this a lot of us get baptized out of religious obligation and no understanding and revelation knowledge and that's why I'm, I gave the option this morning for any parents that may want to leave their kids in, because I know we have a lot of kids getting baptized, that we do things and we tell our kids to do things, even like baptism, 
and they have no clue what's going on. Like, they're like, pastor's trying to kill me? Like, is that what's going on? Like, he's, what? He's not going to hold me down too long, is he? Matter of fact, I'll, give a, I'll be real with you in this, mor- this morning. You know, I had, talk- I had this conversation with Gideon because I wanted him, you know, you know it's time to take the next step, buddy. You want to get baptized? And he told me yes the other day. And then this morning he was like, no, I don't get baptized. And I talked to him a little about it, and he was like, no, I don't want to get baptized this morning. And you know what? That's good with me. I told Chelsea before service, I'm, I'm okay with that. And the reason I'm okay with that is because I want him to understand what's going on. I want to know what's ha- I want him to be cognizant of what's actually happening in this moment. I want it to be revelation knowledge and a transformation that takes place in him and through him. And what is being done is not just a religious op- uh, uh, obligation or a religious uh, a ritual that we can all clap and, and we can go, oh, yeah, you got baptized, and, but you don't remember any of it. I want him to have understanding. And some of us, even in this room, have gotten baptized, and we had no clue what was going on. And listen to me, it's okay to get baptized again. It, I mean, it really, it's okay. If you're in this room today and you're like, I don't remember getting baptized, but this morning maybe I want to get baptized again. We got extra towels. Jump into what you're wearing. We'll do it this morning, okay? And we'll, we'll still give you a t-shirt, okay? Like, for free. Right? Free. I want people to understand baptism, and that's why whenever we do baptisms from now on, we're going to have family Sundays, and I'm going to preach on baptism because I want this constantly be in the forefront of our mind, the importance of it, the significance. For something so important in the, in the church, we don't talk a whole, whole lot about it. Like, we really, I mean, maybe some other churches that you've been in, but I'll be honest with you, in the prophetic, charismatic movement of churches, we don't talk that much about baptism. We really about water baptism. We we give you about a three minute sermon before we do it. But this morning, I want to take a little bit of time and actually talk about it. I promise you, I'm not going to go real, real long. So y'all just stay with me. Y'all just stay with me. The problem is, whenever you get baptized without understanding, there's two different problems here. One of it is difficult to give that um, that revelation knowledge to someone else. So if you get baptized and you you know do the thing, uh, then whenever someone else is asking about it, you're not sure how to explain it because you don't even know. You don't even know what took place. So it's hard to give it to someone else. Number two is you can be led astray. When you don't have revelation knowledge of what baptism is, you can begin to believe baptism is something that it's not. And it is, I want to really clear this up for you. But listen, understanding is equally, if not more important, than the action itself. Okay? I can go under the water. How many have been in a swimming pool before and you went under the water? Okay? You baptized yourself. Uh, I mean, I mean, like we're, yeah, or maybe if you were, ch- you grew up in a church before and you've been in your bathtub, maybe some adults do this, I don't know, and you're like, baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, yes, Lord, uh, baptize yourself in the bathtub, anybody, any kids, any, any, any adults in here be honest enough to say as a kid, I definitely did that a few times, yeah, I see, yeah, a couple hands, yeah, that's me, I, I was there, I think I've been baptized 37 times probably, I've done it so many th- times, you know, like, it, I did the action, but I had no understanding. There's no revelation knowledge. And you need the revelation knowledge in order for the action to really have that power in your spirit, man. Amen? Acting with no understanding, it's powerless. But if you understand and then act, there's power. So I'll give you a couple things about baptism. Number one is this. Getting water baptized is an act of obedience. How many want to be obedient to the Word of God? Amen? All of us, we want to be obedient to the Word. Well, listen, one of Jesus' final messages was this. Go make disciples of all nations. And then what's he say after that? 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One of the ways to fulfill the Great Commission and the last one of the last messages Jesus gave to us is to see people baptized. But that means you're a person and you need to be baptized. Like, everybody in this room, I believe that it's important. Once again, I'm going to say this over and over again this morning. I believe it's important that you're baptized. Jesus encourages us to be baptized and see people baptized through his word here. It is a public act of obedience that I am deciding to follow Christ. It's a public act of an inward work that's already taken place in your life when you were bought by the blood and you were washed white as snow. This is just the outward act, the prophetic declaration, the prophetic act showing that, hey, I am washed by the blood of Jesus and I am made new. Number two is this, getting baptized is an act of identification. It's an act of identification. 2 Corinthians 5.17, many of you know the scripture. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are made new. That's what the scripture says, right? Listen, though, this is the thing. Many of us in our life and in our walk and even in the world, what we look at uh, and the culture's answer to new days and new life and, and, and new things taking place and new life springing forth in your life is just to run away from the old. The problem with running away from the old is the old still follows you. In the flesh, if you do it in your own strength, you are still you. Like, at the end of the day, you're still that person. Who, and, and what this gives us the opportunity to do is to truly have newness of life. The way to newness of life is found in your old ways dying. Not being distanced, but dying. That's what takes place. Is what's going to take place today. When you're baptized, you're identifying with Jesus. You're identifying with his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Death, burial, and resurrection. That's what we're doing. So it's identifying that I, I am in Christ, and now all things are becoming new. You should look new when you come up out of the water. Now, you may not look your prettiest, but you should look new. You may not look the best you ever did, your hair wet and, 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 and makeup maybe a little messed up and, and maybe you're crying or maybe you're rejoicing. It may not be your most beautiful, most glorious moment for the natural eye, but listen, there's something so special that takes place in that moment of baptism. And there's a newness of life that begins to spring forth. Amen. New life is found in the death of your flesh. When your flesh dies, the spirit man arises and helps you walk. Bible says this, walk in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. How many know dead things don't walk? Dead things don't walk. And so if your old is dead, it doesn't walk, so you can't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because it says walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit, so you not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when the, when the flesh dies and the spirit man arises within you, a new spirit man, listen to me. There, there's things that I believe today that you may never, I'm not going to say may, I believe there are things that you will never go back to doing. There are things that you may have had a way old thought process and way of viewing things. I believe that the Lord can redeem those things, change those things, change your mind, change your heart, change your ways in just a moment. I believe that. And I believe that takes place in baptisms. You want to know why I believe it takes place in baptisms? I've seen it take place in baptisms. I've seen people give their heart to the Lord genuinely 
but still have real problem with actually walking out their salvation. And then I've, that same person comes, says, I want to get baptized. They get baptized. And they come out of the water, and they have no issues walking away from those things any longer. It's not because, understand the way I say this, the water, the water holds no power. Believe it or not, we do not put anointing oil in the water. We do not sprinkle a little dust in there that makes it a little better. We, we, don't, we don't just like, this is, high, I mean, it's high quality H2O. But it's not, and it's warm. It's a bath, okay? We make sure it's warm. Somebody asked me, is it cold or is it warm? It's hot. Like, you're, you aren't going to want to get out. It's a hot tub. It feels good. There, there's nothing special about the water itself. Matter of fact, you're going to get baptized in a horse trough. Like, this is a big silver trough under here. We just got that so it stays warm for you. We want you to stay warm, okay? There's nothing special about that. What is special and unique is whenever you, um, say this again, when you have revelation knowledge of what Holy Spirit wants to do in your life, whenever you go down under the water, when you have that understanding, that's whenever things change in your life. I believe he can do that today, amen? Coming too close. Kids, are y'all still with me? Are y'all yawning and getting tired of me yet? Or am I funny enough? You stick with me? Okay. Baptism is an incredible public prophetic act. It is an identification that you are no longer part of this world, but you are part of heaven's kingdom. The word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo. Can you say baptizo with me this morning? Say baptizo. Baptizo, which means this. It means to immerse or dip. And I'm not talking about dip, okay? I'm like, I'm talking about like in water. Dip in water. Immerse or dip. And what's interesting is in the days of John the Baptist, whenever Jesus, before Jesus gets baptized, John the Baptist is preaching. And John the Baptist was possibly one of the worst. If, if he was a preacher today, he would be viewed as probably one of the worst preachers of all time. You want to know why? He preached the same message all the time. Over and over and over. Could you imagine if you came in every Sunday and your pastor preached the exact same message every Sunday? Like, y'all be like, three-week challenge done, I'm out. <laughs> like, I ain't staying here. He preached the same thing every week. We may have people leave because of that. Maybe you do think I preach the same thing every week. He's preaching the same message. Repent. Turn to God and be baptized. That's his message. Three points over and over again. Repent, turn to God, be baptized. People are coming and listening to this message. What's interesting here is this, okay? Baptizo. Another meaning of the word baptizo, it actually just means like to wash one's self or to wash things. So where this is actually taking place, where Jesus gets baptized, is like a public watering hole kind of place. And they're at this, they're there, and there's people that are actually baptizoing themselves. Because baptizo was a cultural word at the moment. So they're, John the Baptist is, is, is standing there saying, repent, turn to God, and baptizo, or be washed. And Charlie across the, the riverbank is like, Bro, I 
am baptizoing. I'm washing. I'm, I'm in the water. Do you not see me doing this? But then there's other people that are in the crowd that are coming into the understanding knowledge of baptizo and actually getting baptized. They're not washing things. They're letting themselves be washed by the Spirit through the water. And so it's interesting to me that John the Baptist is there saying this over and over again with a cultural word, word that only certain people are getting the understanding of it. Who are the people that are getting the understanding of it? It's those that are actually listening to the words that are coming before it. Because if he just was saying, if, if all they heard was baptizo, 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 they're like, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are. But the people that are hearing repent, turn to God, and baptizo are the ones that are actually receiving of the baptism power that takes place in the water. Once again, we're coming back to this revelation knowledge thing where you have, you have to actually hear everything before or you've got to begin to practice the things before it before the baptism actually takes place and has its power. Amen? Water baptism is a public profession of, per, of a person's repentance in faith in Jesus Christ. It's a way of giving an outward testimony, testimony to an inward work of God. Baptism does not make you a believer. It shows you that you already are one. And it shows others that you already are one. Baptism does not save you. Only your faith in Jesus does that. Say it like this. Baptism is like a wedding ring. It is an outward symbol of the commitment that you made in your heart. It's an outward symbol. It's an outward showing of a commitment and an inward washing that's taken place in your life. Amen? So by going down in the, the water, we illustrate that our old man is dead to sin and buried by faith in Christ. And then is we, we, when we come out of the water, is a signification, prophetic act that our new man is raised by the Spirit and we're made fully alive in Christ Jesus. Baptism is the place where God washes you fully and the old you is buried in baptism and you come out as a new creation. I'm going to end with this. End with this right here. Baptism is an act of making all things new. Um, I know we have some kids' church kids in here, so I wanted to have some sort of illustration to show them today, and maybe for some adults, this will be good for you too. Um, I, I brought today a really gross shirt, and I promise you I didn't wear this, okay? But this shirt is, is stained, it's messed up, it's gross. I mean, I don't think anybody in this room really wants to come up here and put this shirt on. This is not what we want to walk around in. If my wife told me to go to Walmart, I would not be putting this shirt on. Now, some people in Walmart might have it on, but I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. It's gross. This is often like our life. We, are, we have a life that's stained with sin. We have things in our life that are messed up. We're doing things incorrectly. We're not living according to the word of God. We ask the Lord... You know, I'm repenting, I'm believing, and I'm confessing, and we're saved. And I believe that inwardly we're washed in that moment. I believe that we're washed by the water. But today, baptism takes place. And what's cool about God is this, for, especially for my kids in here, listen. What's cool about God is this. You see this, and if you were to take this shirt to your mom, now all of us had different moms in here, okay? Uh, I mean, not all of us. Some of you are related, but anyways. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways. 
if I took this shirt to Pastor Chelsea and I said, hey, babe, I got my shirt a little dirty today. Now, she would do the godly thing. She would throw this thing away. She said, don't you know, all things are made new. But sometimes, if you've ever, like, I'll use Andy Pate as an analogy this morning because he told me this right before I walked up here. He's got a nice new white shirt on. Andy looked good today, right? And, uh, and, and Donna said, woohoo. Yeah, good for you, Andy. There you go. Andy looked good today. Andy spilled coffee on his shirt. <laughs> he came on me right before service and said, I, spilled, I got a brand new shirt, spilled a little bit of coffee on it. You know what Andy's going to do when he gets home? Andy's going to shout it out, right? Hallelujah! He's going to put shout on it. He's going to get the shout stick out. He's going to wash it. He's going to try to get that stain out. He's going to shout it out. Or the Tide to Go wipe or whatever you got on you, right? That's what we do in our flesh is we just try to clean things when things are messed up, when things are ugly. Unless you're Pastor Chelsea, then throw it away. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's going to happen today for you kids and even adults that are getting baptized. But I really want to do this for the kids so they understand the significance of this. So this is you. Sin in your life, you're kind of, there's some things messed up. Maybe you're, you got some meanness in your heart and things like that, and you want to get rid of those things. This is the cool thing about the God that we serve. And the kids are running in here, and they're going to get to see this. So maybe I'll wait another second. They're, they're going to come in here. I'm going, to, I'm going to stall for a second, okay? But this is an incredible thing that we're doing today. Baptism is. And here comes Reagan. They're all going to run in here and just have, they're, they're coming. Okay, no, you're going to go sit down, though, okay, buddy? Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this back on the podcast and all these little random things that are going on in this service today because it's family service. So this is what happens in baptism. Baptism, we don't just get cleaned, okay? This is what takes place. Sit down, Reagan. This is what takes place. Whenever we get baptized, God takes us, and I got a bowl of water here, and he puts us under the water. So I'm going to take today in baptism, and we're going to take you, we're going to pray with you, and we're going to dunk you under the water. That is the death and the burial. But the great thing about God is he doesn't get the shout out. He doesn't get the tide to go wipes out. He doesn't do that. He just go ahead and makes you 100% brand new. So now there's no more sin. There's no more yuckiness, no more grossness. There is brand new life in Christ Jesus. And today... I believe that's going to happen. I believe that can happen for kids this morning. Amen. I believe that there's kids in this room that are going to get baptized today that, you know what, they're going to be raised the newness of life in Christ Jesus, and they're going to get this revelation, knowledge, and understanding that God made me new today. Like, I'm a new kid. I'm a new creation. I'm a new person. Listen to me. And if you're in this room and you're an adult, I want you to hear this. He can take away the desires of your flesh. A band, you can go and come. He can do a new work in you. He can take away the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. He can do a new thing. There can be a new start. There can be a new mind. There can be a new thought process. There can be a new hunger and thirsting. There can be new life. And today is all about that. Today is a day where new life happens and begins. And I believe that today that is taking place in your life. Amen. Will you stand to your feet and just celebrate Jesus just for a second? Amen. Will you give God a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to have you sit back down in just a minute, but I want to pray real quickly collectively as a church. I want to pray real quickly collectively as a church, and I want to give somebody an opportunity to get things right with the Lord today. Maybe you heard this message today, and you say, 
Pastor Micah, uh, you know, I, I'm, I haven't been right with the Lord. I need to rededicate my life to the Lord today. I need to be saved. I need, this, I need salvation. I want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Maybe at one point in time you did, and maybe you've fallen away from the things of the Lord, and today you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. Listen, there's salvation here for you, ready and available. He loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus for you. So if that's you, if that's you this morning, with all heads bowed, eyes closed, Lord, I just, right, right now, wherever you're at, if that's you, I just want you to lift your hand to the Lord. Amen. Just lift your hand to the Lord if that's you today. And get just the piano, just the piano for right now, please. Just the piano. Anybody in this place? Anybody in this place? Anybody want to receive Jesus? I see that hand. Anybody else? I see, the, I see those hands. Say, today I need to rededicate my life to the Lord. Amen. Amen. This is what we're going to do. I want everybody to lift their eyes. We have some people raise their hand today. This is what I want to do. I want to lead you in that prayer collectively as a church. You know who you are in this room. You raised your hand. Today, you're, out of this prayer, you're, you're rededicating your life to the Lord. You're giving your life back over to the Father. And listen, He loves you so much. But once we're done praying, there are some connection cards. What we want to do is we want to connect with you and help you on this journey of faith as you've rededicated and reconnected. But we're going to pray this real quickly. We're going to pray it together. Will you just say this with me, church? Say, Father God, I thank you for sending your son Jesus. I thank you for the free gift of salvation. I thank you that my sin is washed by your blood. And today, all things are made new. Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. I believe in you. I confess you now. Jesus, you are King. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Will you give God a hand clap of praise? Amen. If you prayed that you just made Jesus your Lord and Savior, that's an awesome thing. It's the best decision you can make today.